0: Hi, and welcome. This is Nibbles in Space with me, Malcolm Macdonald. The ability to move from one orbit to another is pretty important for a lot of things we might want to do in space. At its simplest, a spacecraft can change its orbit by changing its velocity, and perhaps surprisingly, to go higher, you need to go slower. On Earth, to increase the speed of our rowing boat, the oars apply pressure to the water that causes the oar and the boat to move. In space, there's nothing much to push against, so the main way of changing the velocity of a spacecraft is to take part of the mass of the spacecraft and eject it. The force required to do so creates an equal and opposite force on the spacecraft, meaning the spacecraft changes velocity. This is the basic principle of function of a rocket and is what happens when you let the air escape from a balloon and the balloon flies across the room. Generally speaking, rockets can be categorised as either chemical or electric propulsion, which broadly corresponds to a high or low thrust. Electric systems take longer to change the spacecraft velocity but tend to require less mass be ejected from the spacecraft. The simplest and most common approximation to changing orbit using chemical propulsion is termed a Heumann transfer. Typically, this provides the minimum required change in velocity between two orbits. A Heumann transfer is an arc or intermediate orbit connecting the two orbits with the start and end of the arc tangential to each orbit. It requires the spacecraft's rocket to fire twice once at either end of the arc to enter the intermediate orbit and to leave it and enter the target orbit. The use of low thrust electric propulsion to change orb altitude is often approximated with continuous thrust rather than the impulses assumed with chemical propulsion. This creates a very different type of orbit transfer approximated as a spiral and takes several orbit revolutions to complete the transfer. To change an orbit in three dimensions, that is to change the plane in which the spacecraft orbits, requires an out-of-plane force. And anything but small plane changes require a lot of energy, which makes such manoeuvres prohibitive. The motion of a spacecraft around Earth can be approximated as a curve. And whilst it's a good approximation, it's just that, an approximation. And at times, due to the external forces acting on a spacecraft, it can be a poor approximation. And these forces acting on a spacecraft motion are termed perturbing forces. And as the word perturb suggests, perturbing forces generally cause a spacecraft to stray from the desired path. But they can also be used to help maintain a desired path or to change an orbit. Up to an altitude of at least a thousand kilometres, the Earth's atmosphere will cause a drag force on the spacecraft. This will cause its orbit to lose energy and the spacecraft to lose altitude, slowly spiralling towards Earth. Generally, this is undesirable, but it can be used to help remove a spacecraft from orbit at the end of life. Similar to an orbit not being a perfect ellipse, the Earth is not a perfect sphere. The Earth's true shape is complex, but it's typical to approximate the Earth as having a bulge around the centre. In fact, the Earth's diameter is almost 43 kilometres more at the equator than at the poles. Now, without any perturbing force on the spacecraft, the orbit plane will stay stationary with the Earth rotating underneath it. This means as the Earth itself moves around the Sun, the relative geometry of the orbit to the Sun varies over the year. For an orbit passing over the poles, it might start off edge-on to the Sun, and three months later it would be face-on because the Earth has moved a quarter of the way around the Sun. The Earth's equatorial bulge, however, means that for an orbit passing over the poles, the Earth's gravity isn't directed towards the centre of the Earth. Instead, it's slightly pulled out of the orbit plane towards the equator. This perturbs the spacecraft's motion, and although it doesn't affect the spacecraft's altitude, it can be used to change the orbit plane, causing it to rotate with respect to the Earth, rather than staying stationary. And it turns out, this rotation with respect to the Earth can be used to make the orbit plane appear stationary with respect to the Sun, without the need for propulsion. So, As the Earth rotates around the Sun, the orbit plane also rotates at just under a degree per day to maintain constant alignment. And this is termed a Sun Synchronous Orbit. And it's used in Earth observation missions to maintain constant illumination of the ground throughout the year. It can also be used to avoid a spacecraft entering the Earth's shadow. And so, working with the space environment rather than against it, allows spacecraft to do things that would otherwise be far more difficult. This was a nibble in space with me, Malcolm MacDonald. For a little more of a nibble on this with some visuals, why not visit spaceprof.xyz or subscribe to the podcast for future nibbles. In the next nibble, we'll munch and muse just how do you power a spacecraft?